ora and welcome to the Sneak Peek Podcast, your weekly fix of all things sneakers here in Aotearoa. On this week's episode, we speak to a retail manager in Christchurch and also get some top tips for collecting, as well as exploring the world of basketball sneakers. Let's get into it. Our first guest today is Dan Tonks, a retail manager at Stencil, a streetwear and footwear brand that's been in Christchurch for almost 20 years. So Dan, could you give us a little bit of a background, it's just uh, how you guys started up at Stencil? Uh, I think Stencil's been around for 20-ish years now. Yeah, it started in High Street back in Central Christchurch pre-earthquake. Um, it was more not a sneaker store back then, it was definitely like a boutique. Um, then actually we, the owner of Stencil opened a sneaker store, which was called SOS back in the day. Um, and that was a pure sneaker store. Um, but then th- both of them combined into one. So now we have kind of Stencil and SOS in one store. Sneaker store and clothing store. Yeah. How long have you guys been here? Uh, in the Colombo, eight, no, nine years now, I think. Yeah, it was a year after the earthquake. So yeah, I think that's about nine years. Almost 10 years actually now. So quite a while. And so in terms of sneakers, what do you guys, what shoes do you kind of sell? Mainly the, the main brands, Nike, Adidas, New Balance, Vans, Converse, yeah, mainly the top tier brands, yeah. Do you have one that's more popular than the others and kind of flies off the shelves a bit more? Probably Nike, it's always Nike, eh? yeah, yeah, it comes in waves, but it's usually always Nike. And something that's become a big part of sneaker culture is resellers. How do you guys feel about people buying sneakers from store and then selling them above retail price? Yeah, we don't like it. We'd rather it go to people who actually appreciate the shoe they're buying rather than just getting it to flick on to use the money to do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, so we'd much rather sell to someone who actually wants to put the shoe on their feet and leave the store wearing it maybe or yeah, which happens sometimes, not all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to police it. It's it's almost impossible to police reselling. You, You can try, but it doesn't really work. But uh, yeah, most of the time we don't have a lot of resales here. Um, the sneaker market in Christchurch isn't as big as, say, Auckland. The resale market is kind of growing, but it's still not that crazy compared to other cities in New Zealand. And resellers tend to target sort of limited sneaker releases. Do you get any of those big ones here? Yeah, yeah, we had a release today of some New Balance. We've had a couple of Nike Dunks that people always like. Uh, we actually own Embassy, the skate store down the road as well, which has a lot of Nike SB, which is huge, probably the hyper show at the moment, besides Jordan. Um, and yeah, lots of big releases down there. And you mentioned Embassy, what's sort of the, what's the connection there between the two? Um, same owner. Yep, so the, um, the owner actually opened Embassy first, back in High Street, and then after owning Embassy for a few years, started opening Stencil. Do you have a lot to do with them at all? Yeah, 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 it's a kind of sister store, it's just down the road, so yeah. And they've been getting a lot of hyped up SB Dunk releases over the last year or two. Has that been cool for you guys to see that? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. we've had an SB account for about 10 years. But um, probably four years ago, back, nobody gave a crap about SB <laughs> for quite a while. They would sit on the shelf and nobody would even look twice at it. But I guess in the last year, three or four years, it's blown up again and now it's huge. <laughs> yeah. So what do you sort of think started the SB Dunk wave? Mm, good question. Probably just a trend thing, a fashion thing. Like the Dunk was bound to come back eventually and be cool again. Um, it just happened to be now rather than another time. Um, I guess the, the fashion 
aspect of it a lot of like vintage clothing and stuff dunks kind of fit into that vintage vibe they are like a, a early 90s shoe so it kind of fits in with that whole look um i guess that's why there's been a lot of cool collabs and stuff as well that also helps like build a product um when you collab with a cool store or you get a cool like influencer wearing it travis scott for instance wears a lot of like nike and all of a sudden that becomes like a big thing and then yeah, I guess that, that helps a lot. TikTok as well, it's done a lot of that. We get a lot of girls who are sneakerheads now, which is very rare back in the day. If you said you were a sneakerhead a few years ago, people would think you're a weirdo. Now it's cool, uh, which is, yeah, good, I think. Yeah, yeah it's good, yeah. yeah. Even old people coming in, they're like, oh, I've got heaps of sneakers now. You're like, okay, cool, interesting. <laughs> and in terms of the sneakers you guys have released here at Stencil, do you have a personal favorite one? We, well, the biggest one we've had here is probably the Sean Witherspoon MX1. Um, that was massive. Uh, we did a raffle. Uh, we had like 10 pairs. We got maybe 300 people into the raffle. Uh, that shoe is now probably one of the most iconic shoes in Nike's history. Um, it's such a classic. I love them. Yeah, it's a classic. So that, that was really big for us. It was really cool to see. That was probably the start of us seeing that there was a big sneaker market in Christchurch. Prior to that, it was just kind of a bit smaller. But once that happened, the, everyone kind of came out of the woodwork, <laughs> which was um, it was cool. Yeah, it was very cool to see. Um, yeah, that's probably the biggest we've had. A few dunks here and there. Um, a lot of New Balance stuff has been has been really cool lately. Like those guys are killing it at the moment. I think like quality wise and, and what they bring out they're, they're probably doing the best like nike just bring out a lot of shoes um but a lot of them are crap <laughs> and then they do like some cool ones around that crap whereas new balance everything they seem to do at the moment is really cool they just have a lot of cool products what recent new balances are your favorites at the moment um i like the joe Freshgood 990 v3 yeah i actually managed to get a pair of those so i was like super stoked um that's probably my favorite new balance at the moment i like the the jound navy one that just came out oh yeah i miss out there yeah yeah same <laughs> that's pretty good yeah look there's been a lot eh? like it's kind of hard yeah the yurt that's coming out the one with the whistle is cool it's, it's super cool it's crazy like, it just looks crazy but it's cool well that's the time we have for dan this week Coming up, we take a look at a pretty cool sneaker collection and we get some top tips for those starting out. But first, I'm exploring the world of performance basketball sneakers. Check it out. Basketball shoes have been around for almost 100 years, with the earliest pairs dating back to the 1920s. But the biggest boom for the sneakers came in 1985, with the arrival of the Nike Air Jordan 1. While the shoe is over 35 years old, there are still many who love the silhouette, but young people today appear to be split on the iconic Jumpman. Uh, honestly, not really. I've never owned a pair of Jordans. Just really didn't like the style, and they were a bit heavy. I love Jordans. Like, Jordans 1 to 11 are so nice. Nah, not really. Honestly, probably the last, like, two years, Jordans have only really started coming into my life. The tragic passing of Kobe Bryant early last year saw a spike in interest to his signature line with Nike. Canterbury Rams player Fletcher Arnold is one of those who still love to rock the Mamba's kicks. So I've pretty much worn them for the last like seven years. Yeah, since when I was younger that was a shoe that was like really cool, so now I've, I've just kind of stuck with it. He says the biggest difference from general running sneakers is the outsole that is specifically tailored to grip a basketball court. 
the sole is really specific for a basketball court instead of like outdoors, which are what your running shoes usually use for. So they're more like all round, I guess, whereas basketball shoes are really specific with the, um, the grip and the padding on the bottom and stuff like that. Tom and Tian both play basketball in Christchurch and they both like to rep modern day players such as LeBron James and Kevin Durant with their shoes. Um, normally I play in KD10s or 12s and sometimes I play in Kobe's. LeBron 15s? Um, I actually don't like them. <laughs> Way prefer Kobe's. Yeah, Kobe's far more comfortable. With Tian leading into the old adage of look good, feel good, play good. Um, honestly for me it's just style that matters like what shoes look the best because I have um, heel support and ankle braces that I wear. Basketball sneakers predominantly come in either a high top or low top variant. It was believed the high cut of the sneakers would allow for more support around the ankles, but Tian and Fletcher think the lows do it just fine. Pretty performance wise, I like that it's a, it's a low cut shoe, but it's also pretty supportive and it's just comfortable especially the ones that have got the full-length zoom in the bottom of them. Definitely a, probably a low-top kind of guy, but then I do rate like the LeBron Soldier 10s. So what do these ballers look for in their shoes? Some that's low-cut, some that has uh, like good grip, usually with a like a, a sort of a wider base on it, so I'm not going to like turn my ankle as easy as some of the other shoes that are a lot narrower and skinny. I would also look at the like the bottoms of the shoe to see like what has the best grip. Me personally, I like kind of look for low to the ground, easy to move, comfortable and like secure. As you can see, there's a lot to think about when picking some kicks to hit the hardwood in. Welcome back. We are now joined by Sneakerhead here in Christchurch, Leon. How we doing, man? Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, how's it going, man? All good, my man? I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. So you were saying just before, uh, off camera, that you don't consider yourself a sneaker collector, even though you have acquired quite a few sneakers. Why do you Why do you feel that way? Yeah, I would never describe myself as a sneaker collector. Yeah, just, you know, I, I mean, I would, con- you know, kind of consider myself, man, just someone who loves sneakers or maybe just a head, you know, like, you know, like, um, yeah, I mean, I love sneakers. I'm into sneakers for the longest time, but I would never call myself a collector. I, I just I just think maybe, I don't know, it just kind of maybe denotes something kind of different that kind of I don't think resonates with, with me because I don't go out to kind of collect sneakers. Though I, you know, the, though I love sneakers, um, like, like I think for me, a head is someone that, you know, it's not about like a trend and that like I'll always be into sneakers even if they go out of trend or kind of like a vibe and that like I've always loved sneakers, I always have and I always will, you know, and um. I think a, a, a collector is more about how much, you know, people think a collector, if you're into it, is more synonymous with how much you have in your collection, whereas that's not the case for me. You can have a dude with one pair, but he's absolutely just sold out and loves sneaker culture. And for me, that's a hit because it's not how much you have that always, like, it's not an easy equation um, into, like, you, someone's more into sneakers just because they have more. It just means they may have more of a monetary income that they can afford to have more if you know what i'm saying that's just my thoughts but man much love and respect to all the brothers that call themselves sneaker collectors it's no hate it's all love and respect you have been uh collecting for quite a while when would you say you kind of started getting into sneakers when did you say the love for sneakers started for you oh man i was back um i was back in college back in Whangarei, and um i was so it was, it was i say third form it was year nine and um first saw 
um, in 89, yeah, first pair of white cement fours, um, Jordan white cement fours. That's, man, those shoes just hit me and I just kind of fell in love instantly. Um, since that day, that kind of got me hooked. I was um, I was super blessed and lucky because, man, you know, like my um, dad died young when I was 13. So I just got raised by a single mum just on the benefit. Um, I would never consider myself poor, but we were never rich, you know, either, either. But um, so shoes are expensive even back then. So I was so lucky that my Greek uncle, he was marrying my auntie and he lived in New York City. So um, got the old computer paper, put our feet down. My mum traced around that and then um, sent it off to him. And then, man, so, so blessed and lucky. He came back in 1991 with the um, OG white maroon Jordan sixes. And my brother had the Carmine sixes um, that were given as a gift. So that really, and man, just the buzz to see them to touch them, to smell them, to feel them. Like, man, it was such an all-round visceral thing, man. I'm honest, bro, I was, I was geeking out in a crazy way. And that whole, you know, from seeing the white cement fours on my bro, and I just, whoa, yeah, just vibing off that. And I just, yeah, man. And then just to get the first Jordan 6s, man, that, that, that really set it off for me. So, yeah, bro. So I guess really the fire awakened in 89, first pair of Js in 1991. So, yeah, about 30 years ago, brother. Do you still have any old pairs in the collection from like that era, like some old retro, like OG? Oh, nothing that I consider too old. Um, I've only got like a twenty-year-old pair of Jordan ones. Um, yeah, so from from two thousand and one. Um, and I got I got some other stuff from two thousand and two, some Jordan sevens. Yeah, I mean, most of my stuff, my my OG ninety ones. Oh man, it was a terrible story. I was only thirteen. I was a young kid. I like, and bro, I knew nothing. The the next year, so the um Jordan sevens dropped. And my bro had the black pair, the, the black suede ones. And damn, I wanted them so bad. And man, I was just a young cat. I thought I'd paint my, um, I thought I'd get some black shoe polish and black shoe polish my white maroon faces. <laughs> oh my gosh, give me the gun to shoot myself now. Yeah, bro, it was crazy, man. I was I was young, so I ended up chucking them out. I was so, I was heartbroken. Oh my gosh. But um, yeah, man, are the things we do when we're young. Yeah, man. So yeah, probably the oldest pair I got, just some... Um, like, like all the rest of the shoes, I guess, over time, you just kind of get get rid of so many sneakers I've had. But, yeah, so probably just those um, other ones have kind of, like, broke down, crumbled out on me. But, yeah, just those um, Black Royal um, Jordan 1s from 2001, I still got them. Do you reckon they're wearable? Have you, do you still wear them or do you just kind of keep them? Like, are they, are they going to crumble on you? Like, what's going um, No, the um, Jordan 1s are just, just, I think, just on the makeup of the shoe. Like, the midsoles are real good. Outs, like, uppers are solid as. Man, they're all good to go. I just, I just kind of haven't rocked them. I just kind of just, it's just more like a memory, like a keepsake. Um, I don't know if you talked to a lot of heads, I think, or when people, it's like music. When um, people are, I don't know for others, but I'm, I'm sure they resonate. But, you know, for, for me, when I see sneakers or buy sneakers or wear sneakers or from a certain era, it always takes me back to a time and a place. Like what was going on culturally or socially at the time and oh yo man I was wearing these back in 91 and we were playing ball here and me and the bros caught up and you know so it's um uh, for me or like you know it'll be connected to music hip-hop or something like that or like some sort of event um whether they're mine or if I've seen shoes that I haven't had that others have had have always kind of so like uh, for me it's kind of like markers they always kind of connect me that's I think why I love sneakers as well it's like um they're like cultural icons and you know cultural pieces they kind of link us and and remind us of something you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely so when in terms of how you store your collection do you keep all the do you get in the boxes do you have the drops the clear drop plastic boxes drop front boxes or how do you how do you work that i've only got like five pairs now 
six including the pair of gumboots, man. So yeah, yeah, I'm only in single digits now, brother. Once upon a time, I had many more, but yeah, I've only got like five or six pairs now. But um, now for me, I see a lot of brothers in their homes and they're rocking a lot of just the um, clear boxes and that looks really dope aesthetically. For me, um, back in the old days, I used to have a room and the room was just assigned to my sneakers. Um, just couldn't fit anywhere else. But uh, the wardrobes are always like the first kind of place, you know. Um, I would never put them out and about. Always, always worried. Um, <laughs> whether it's from, you know, not, um, you know, friends or whanau or just other people, you know, like um, I guess the worst thing for someone with the sneakers is, man, the worst thing ever to happen to get your know, house broken into. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm kind of old school. Just the five pairs I have, I just store them in the um, store them in the boxes. I've had dudes, you know, have stuff in their wardrobes. I've even had dudes put stuff, you know, in that little square part of the roof, up in little hidden cubby holes in the roof, and that. And I've even had dudes who've got wardrobes who've got secret doors inside the wardrobe to a second wardrobe, that's just to store all the rest. Awesome. Yeah, bro. So there's there's kind of you know like um, if you're ahead and you'll know, you know, like. There's, there's kind of levels to this. <laughs> so back in the day, when you kind of at your peak, how many pairs do you say like, at the, at one time? What would you say the most amount of pairs you had would be? Man, that's an interesting question. I feel it's kind of, I mean, yeah. And I'll tell you, but I think, um, like I said at the at the start, you know, I think those who are heads, who are down for the culture, doesn't matter if you've got a thousand pairs or one pair, you're ahead, you know, because I think sometimes we can use it as a, you know, like as a bit of a dick measurement competition, you know, and it's about, you know, who's got the most. But I mean, back in 07, I had about 110 pairs um, at one time. But that wasn't what I had because you got to realise a lot of dudes have a lot more sneakers more than I've had at one time because it's not a stagnant amount. Like, you know, I've had heaps of sneakers, heaps of sneakers. I've lost count, like heaps. But um, yeah, but at one time, that was in 07. Yeah, so I had to have my own bedroom just for the sneakers. And so when you were copying heavy back in the day, were you doubling up on pairs, kind of buying one pair that I would wear and then keep one pair on ice just in case this pair gets too beat? Was that a big thing for you or nah? Yeah, man, yeah. Doubling up became a thing. Like, it was it was never there straight away. Um, I think what kind of... When, when did that first happen? Maybe maybe 04 for me, doubling up. And then on models, and I, was, I started doubling up on a few. Then I started to, oh, yo, triple up. And then after tripling, sometimes four up. Um, I remember when the infrared 90s dropped, I bought six pairs in a day of that. I'm just the infrared 90s. I've had like 12 pairs of just the infrared 90. And so just for, if, if someone wants to kind of start out buying sneakers, you have a sneak collection, what would be your three big tips for them? I think when it comes to sneakers, just for me, buy what you like. If you like it, buy it. <laughs> if it's not trendy, who cares? Just buy what you like and like what you buy just kind of keep it authentic, keep it real for yourself, you know? Um, I get it. We all kind of maybe influenced by the vibes and the trends that come and go at certain times. But if it if it resonates with you and if you love it, then just do it. Yeah, man. And just, um, I don't know, each to their own, everyone's different. But um, I just love and kind of respect everyone that's into it, you know, from the young girls, guys, to the older heads. Sneakers are cool, you know? So, man, so I'm... Um, Probably like no sage or wise advice there, but um, yeah, man, if you're into it, do it, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, big thanks to Leon. Really appreciate your time, man. Awesome. And big shout out to all the Bigfoot NZ crew, um, all the homies up in Orcs and all around the country. Uh, much love to all the family there. Um, take care, brother, and thanks for your time, man. I appreciate that, brother. Awesome. Cheers, man.